0: The Charlotte is Creative Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more information, go to Queen City Podcast Welcome
1: to the Charlotte is Creative Podcast. Today's show features hosts Tim Miner and Matt Olin speaking with Dr. Stephanie Cooper-Luder immediately following the December 7th Creative Morning Charlotte event at LACA Projects, where Dr. Cooper-Luder spoke about the global theme of tradition. Dr. Stephanie Cooper-Luder is executive director of Leading on Opportunity, charged with addressing the finding that Charlotte ranks last among the 50 largest U.S. cities in upward mobility. In this episode of the Charlotte is Creative Podcast, Dr. Cooper Luter talks about the importance of expanding social capital, the benefits of expanding our definition of family, and what it was like to prepare her Creative Morning speech with her daughter, Courtney. Register for the next Creative Mornings Charlotte event, Friday, January 4th at 8.30 a.m. The featured speaker will be Stacy Smith of Ink Master fame, speaking about the global theme of Surreal. Our SVPs will open at 9 a.m. Monday, December 31st. Don't forget to use the hashtag #CharlotteIsCreative and tweet us at #CLTIsCreative. Whenever you see Charlotteans showing their creativity.
0: All right, hey, welcome everybody to the Charlotte Is Creative podcast. I'm live the from the
2: yes, and I'm Matt Olin, live from the Charlotte Is Creative studio. The-
0: Office. the very first time that we've been able to do this in our inner home on the couch right in the conversation pit i'm excited about
2: our na- our neighboring businesses have these wonderful <laughs> dogs and you'll probably hear them in the background that's no
0: that's no problem that's okay man do- i love dogs i love dogs it, must play. love dogs must so, love dogs did you just quote you quoted a a john cusack movie I think that to it was, start I think podcast? so. I think so. Yeah, that's either the most brilliant thing you've ever done or the, or the worst. It's the latter. All right. Well, sure. before we dive in, I want to thank the, uh, thank our amazing producer, Andy go. Oh, it's patient. go time. It is go time. That's right. It is go time. It's always go time with Andy go. <laughs> uh, and, and say that, uh, the Charlotte's creative podcast is very proud and excited to be a member of the queen city podcast network with some incredible shows. Um, I always like to talk about the Charlotte podcast just because Miller Miller Yoho and John Short are buddies of ours, yeah, and proud to say they are now Hug Grant recipients. As of yes, today. they
2: are, yes, they are, which is exciting. And let's take this moment to thank our sponsors at Creative Mornings. I think it's well. a good idea uh, this month. That includes Ortho Carolina, Providence Day School, Charlotte Star Room, Creative Circle, Huga. Warehouse 242 and the amazing Community Culinary School of Charlotte. We love those guys. They're so generous and they're just part of the family. So thank you.
0: They are yeah, they are our family and they make everything possible yep. uh, that we do. Uh, somehow they've they've chosen to put their dollars into our efforts and
2: must be blackmail until I don't
0: until cooler heads prevail. We should ride that, <laughs> that pony. Um, also, want to before we dive in, I want to give an update. Um, the last podcast we talked about the two fifty for two fifty effort. This was um, our commitment to celebrate Charlotte's two hundred fiftieth birthday by giving a two hundred and fifty dollar micro grant. To 250 creative individuals or endeavors all over Charlotte to just kick as many snowballs down from the top of the hill to see what kind of creative avalanches can can happen. Love
2: bombs of cash.
0: Love. We're gonna. Didn't we? We didn't we ban?d uh, We can't say that we were carpet bombing Charlotte. No, we're, we're not gonna say that. Cash. We're going say love bombs of cash. That's, yeah, exactly. that's bad. Um, but uh, so we gave eight away today to some incredible people: Eric Hodge, Kem the Grandmama Project. <laughs> Just, I love I that. can't wait. Um, the Roll Up, The Dinner Party, Gold District, Cole Peace, who is a performance artist, and the Pink Mentor Program. Um, and we will put links to those Hug Grant recipients up on charlotteiscreative.com so that you can find out more about them. And we're going to be starting this month featuring our Hug Grant recipients on our social feed so that you'll Find out more about who they are and you can start following them because just amazing creative endeavors and social entrepreneurism taking place all over Charlotte.
2: I was thinking this morning that maybe the pink mentor, hug hug recipient, was also the creator of the pink salad that we talked about at the beginning of Creative Mornings, but probably not. I think you drew an inference that is untrue. I guess there's just so many questions that I'm looking to make connections. I'm just looking for solutions, looking for answers on
0: this one. I, you know with the pink mentor What is program, a pink salad? Does anyone
2: know? I don't I don't
0: I, I think it's one of those things where you it's like a, it's, it's like a jello mold type thing where okay. you put coconut in it and then you put in the artificial coloring. Ah. I believe it is at about as real and ethereal as like some kind of meteorite that falls to the earth from <laughs> outer space and then cracks open and there's goo inside that's how you make like a yeah pink well salad. you
2: actually seem to know a lot about this tim so i don't I, know if Maybe...
0: I, I must have eaten a pink salad as a child and that explains a lot a lot about how i got here your
2: superpowers <laughs> well let us now introduce our guest today super excited she of course was our speaker at creative mornings this morning on the topic of tradition. 194 other chapters around the world are exploring this uh, same theme today, and we are just so excited to have Dr. Stephanie Cooper-Luder, Executive Director of Leading on Opportunity, here to share her perspective on tradition and the way it kind of links up to your personal story too, such a riveting journey that you've been on. So thank you so much for being on that stage this morning and for being here on the podcast with us today.
3: I'm so excited to be here with you. It was an amazing morning. My first creative mornings and I'm hooked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. we're going to
0: hold you to, you said that you'd be back and I'll we're going to hold you I'll to that. Back. You get a card that you never have to register again.
3: I love you it. You just, you come in <laughs> you and come. we, yeah.
0: Uh, today was an interesting one. We didn't have as many former speakers as we usually have, but, uh-huh. but normally eight to 10 people in the audience are, yeah. are passing. Tis speakers. the season. People are traveling and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, odd time. Well, okay, so. Uh, you've probably been on many an interview and podcast. Uh, we do things a little differently because you just, this isn't like you rolled in here out of a meeting. You just had a very emotional talk that you gave, which by the way, the video of the talk will be ready about the third week in December. I encourage you, if you haven't, if you weren't in, in the room in the morning, watch it. Um, if you were in the, move, in the room this morning, watch it again. It was amazing. You got Absolutely. a standing ovation, which as I told you, does not happen every time. Uh, but it was a very, it was the right story for the right time, and uh, it was it was fantastic. But you're probably a little drained. I know I'm tired. We've been up. I got up at four. What I'm time spent. did you get up? You're totally so spent? spent. Oh yeah. Great. You're going to be worthless for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, but uh, but what we do is we we do a little bit of mental calisthenics to get in. So rather than wait the lightning round to the end, we're going to hit you with some silly questions up front. Okay. You don't need to think a lot about them. In fact, it's mm-hmm. better if you don't think about them, and then yeah. we'll get into the meat. And just short
2: answers, right out of yep. the gut. Okay, here we okay. go. We're going to start here. Super easy. What's your hometown? Kanpur, India. And what is that town known for, if
3: anything? It's actually known for leather industry. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: See, you never know what you're going to get with this lightning round. I know. All right. So, since you're a Charlottean now, I am. All right. We're gonna. I'm going to hit you with. See. See how well you know your Charlotte sports teams. Okay. Our football team is the?
3: Carolina Panthers. Excellent.
0: Basketball team. Professional basketball
3: team. Hornets.
0: Good. Our professional baseball team. The wheels are starting to come
3: off.
2: It's okay.
0: The wheels <laughs> are starting to come off. You, a- you can Andy say is it's signaling fine. he doesn't know. You're oh. new. <laughs> as, help me out, Andy. I'm as a newcomer. Saying, don't look to me for help. <laughs> right. Yes. You can, You this... have a, a game changer
2: called Ask Andy. Ask Andy. Ask Andy.
0: It, it involves wearing armor and riding a horse and, and nice. having... The Knights. Very it's good. Nice. All right. Our our professional hockey team. Play your ask Andy card. It's the dumb version of chess. (laughs) Ask Andy.
3: Getting a blank stare. All right. If you use a
0: chess board, but it's not for chess, and you have little round circles. What's that called? Checkers. Checkers. Uh, Ah, the the Charlotte Checkers. All
2: right. Oh, these. No way. These are happening.
0: But I want her to play her. I want her to play her ask Andy card on these two. All right. The the professional lacrosse team in Charlotte. Well, we're getting head shakes. Oh.
1: On cue. That's that's a good That was the best clue you possibly could have had.
3: A bark.
0: A bark? Yeah. The Charlotte
3: <laughs> <laughs> no No, I I'm think calling, we have a new I am
0: calling their marketing person immediately <laughs> yes, yes. following this podcast. Yes. It's the Charlotte Hounds.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you're Charlotte Barcaneers.
0: <laughs> All right, the Charlotte Hounds, and finally. Right, and finally. Our soccer team or football team, whichever you care to dis- describe. Oh, it. she's looking at Andy. Um, the Declaration the of, of-
3: Independence.
0: Yeah, there we go. go. The Charlotte Independence. Very good. Very good. good. I'm sorry, I jumped on. Ask Andy on that one. Sorry, Andy. That's okay. I
1: feel something. like we're getting like some charade stuff, and that might be another, which is great for, for Ray for radio radio on podcast. All right, yeah,
0: Matt. All right, I'm I'm kicking it to you.
2: We're moving into the final portion of our speed round, and again, because you're new, we need to make sure that you, we want to keep you out of trouble, and make sure that you, you yes, we want to make sure that you know some of the strange laws that are on the books here in Charlotte, so we're going to ask you a few uh, of, uh, we're going to basically mention a strange law, and your answer is either that it's a law here in Charlotte, or it's a law there in another Charlotte, or somewhere in the country, because there are lots of other Charlottes cities and towns named Charlotte around the country. Yes, 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 yes. So your answer is either here or there. These are all real laws by the way. Okay. Here or there. So we'll start here. A man with a mustache may never kiss a woman in public. Is that a law here or in another Charlotte in the country? Law? These are current laws. These are laws that
0: maybe they may not be enforced, but they are in the books.
2: They're on the books
3: somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yep. Not here. Definitely not.
2: Correct. That is a law in Charlotte, Iowa.
0: Yep. All right, here we go. One-armed piano players must perform for free. Not it's discriminatory.
2: Here. Also, that's not, right. That also
0: here. is Charlotte, Iowa.
3: Yeah, what's, that up, what's is going one on in one Iowa? What? F- funky town. Wow.
0: Okay, here we go. F-
2: fights between cats and dogs are prohibited here. That is a law here.
0: <laughs> wow. She's doing a good job. My, my cats and dogs <laughs> broke that law three times this morning. <laughs> this morning. All right. Citizens may not greet each other by putting one's thumb to the nose and wriggling the fingers.
3: Not here. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> that is correct. That is a law in Charlotte, New York. Yes, that is okay. correct. I,
3: I think
0: that's a nice law. I don't. I that's not that a well. nice way to say hi to people.
2: Okay, bingo games may not last over five hours unless it's held at a fair.
3: <laughs> not
2: here. Oh, finally, she got one wrong. That okay. is actually that is a law here in Charlotte. Ah. So be careful with I your with your bingo games out there. Bingo.
3: Don't you know? Keep it
0: keep, keep it at a reasonable. Stop- keep it in, amount in of check, time, yeah. unless. Right. You're at a fair, all right. <laughs> then go crazy. Then go crazy. Right. <laughs> you can you can be arrested for disrobing in public, but leaving your home naked,
3: allowable. Not here. So that no, is correct.
0: That is something's in the water up in Charlotte, Vermont. Charlotte, Vermont. Yes, you know that is an interesting. One. So you know. Well, not
2: you know. I think it's interesting because the law is basically saying. And I think I know where the, the law stems from, but the law is saying it's okay for you to be naked in public. It's the act of getting naked in public that that's is the problem. That right. is the offensive thing.
0: That's the titillating part, though. It's right. the. It, I guess you know,
2: so. I guess I, so. Vermont, they all freewheeling like, out there. They I don't, don't
0: want it to catch. Like you know, if you go out and you're you're okay with it, that's great. But they don't want other people in public going. That guy's got a great idea. <laughs> Let's get naked. All right, unless so. you go home, take your clothes off there. Yeah, and run back. Yeah, exactly. Don't run though; that's a bad idea when
2: you're. Well, naked. so uh, you have successfully made it through the the speed round. That was good. Of that was podcast. That was a score of
0: you know that you got five points on that. Five out of six. That's, Pretty yeah, good. Yeah. We'll have to think of a prize
2: for some kind. <laughs> or
0: prizes that we're gonna stop asking
2: those questions. <laughs> right. Okay. So so we have a handful of uh, you know kind of deeper questions uh, allows us to go a little deeper into the theme of tradition and and just hear more about your life and your work. Um, you know you had a luxurious 15 to 20 minutes on stage today which is not a lot of time given someone who's been on such a journey like you have and also is doing such meaningful work in our community Mm -hmm. so this just allows us to kind of further the conversation a little bit more so we'll start off with this question Dr. Stephanie how did it feel to tell a version of your story that you haven't in Charlotte, um, yet. You know, I, my guess is that the the version you told today is probably different from some of the other rooms that you speak, Mm -hmm. uh, that you speak in. So
3: yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So that it was powerful. It was emotional. I was a little surprised. Um, but I think the room and the energy in the room just made it feel, comfortable you guys are amazing and um the way that you're building community in the work that happens every Friday here so at creative morning so um and then I had a a couple friends there and that surprised me so um that meant a lot to me but it was a different way I don't I, I might mention my story, but I don't have pictures and kind of the other pieces that I tried to weave in a little bit along the way. So um, it was nice to share that piece of the story um, a little bit more with the, with the audience.
0: I think, you know, we're especially in Charlotte, that's a very transactional town. You know, we're so business yeah. oriented, yeah. right? And so when you're sitting across the table from someone, you often see them as an objective or, mm. you know, I'm here because X has to happen. Right. And we don't, we don't ask ourselves, how did that person get here? Why are they here? What led them to be here? Um, I think that might be some of the reason not seeing people as people and, and asking how they got there mm. or that they haven't arrived where they want to be it might be why you're here to do the work of leading on opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we're taking the time. So that was, you know, just to know where you came from and why mm-hmm. you are so uniquely suited to do this work mm-hmm. was powerful. I, I, I know that she wasn't able to be with us in the room this morning, but what was it like? To, I know you did some prep work on this, and you talked a lot about this talk with Courtney, your daughter. I
3: did. Um,
0: what was that like to, to pre- prepare with her on this?
3: So Courtney is a light. Um, I always say when I had her at 20, she like put my life in focus real quick and it was me and her for quite a while about seven years so um my poor husband because sometimes I was like Courtney was first I hate to break it to you but um she just to and what I'm amazed by her is that she has incredible strength beyond what I had at her age. And I think I taught her young to be pretty independent. Um, She grew up in a household of social workers. Social justice is kind of at the core of who we are. But she is so much more courageous than me. And um, watching her, she's always had a really strong sense of self, I think, um, and the choices that she's made. And not that she hasn't had bumps along the way, but much stronger as a young woman. And I think for me, there was a lot more to the journey of trying to figure out where I was and who I was. And, you know, what does it mean to be Indian American when you grow up in a small town of 4,000 people and nobody looks like you? Um, And you're connected to this country that's miles and miles away. And I've been back to India. I've been back to my orphanages. And so my whole kind of beginning part of my story is about trying to connect those dots and make it make sense for me um, being a a woman of color in America, but also having um, figuring out what that is. My mom that raised me is American. She's white. She adopted two, two other children in addition to me. But she didn't know and didn't have access in the '70s to the internet and all these things today that can make you much more connected um, globally. Yeah. So, um, so my daughter is like a light. She is actually getting her master's degree from Chapel Hill in social work as well as public administration. And so, um, who would have thought when she was, you know, on the way that? Um, i'm I'm really proud of who she's become and who she's becoming.
2: Wow,
0: that's amazing. and go heels. she's a tar heel. Yes. <laughs> I, right. We love that. Well, I got to hang out with you guys and and that was a immediate bond right there uh, that that's real. i I think what was really um, fun for me was to see the real admiration and love, just uh, you guys didn't have to say much. I could see it in her face when she was talking to you yeah. and back. I mean, that's just an incredible bond that, that the two of you have. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and the, and uh, the gifts that you've given her, you mm-hmm. know, that you've the gift of being independent, the gift of being strong, the gift mm-hmm. of, of being exposed to social justice early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, it's very evident that that's taken root in her.
3: She texted me the other day and said, "Mom, if I ever get arrested, you're gonna here's why <laughs> and it was because she was upset about an undocumented gentleman who'd been taken to you know had been arrested and people were protesting and it's just in in who she is and um and I support her in using her voice, whatever that might be
0: wow um so you know one thing that um uh, I think about with with uh, with your work, and it's it resonates with me. I'm an only child, right? So, um, with only children, and it's not it's not an analogous to everything, but you know, I don't have siblings, so I yeah. I've grown up making other people Matt, for example, my yeah. siblings, <laughs> and I grew up in a in a neighborhood where I didn't have one mom. I had like eight, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a very tight, religious community, you know, just the people that lived in the neighborhood, and so any one mom. You know, our parent could set me straight or yeah. help me out or I knew I had other people to go to. And, and in your work, how important is it that we, we expand the notion of what family means and what our responsibility to one another mm-hmm. is? Because I think right now people have a very myopic yeah. view of who I need to take care of in my life. Absolutely. And to, to do your work, it seems like we need to expand that notion of what family
3: means. Family, absolutely. I and, and again, connected to my journey, family is who you're born to, but it's also who you invite into your private kind of sacred space. And so family for me is people who are committed to seeing you be your best self. And, um, you know, we do that for our children, but I think that we have to have a collective vision of if it's good enough for my kids or if I'm going to be advocating for X, Y, and Z, what about that single mom or that um, mom and that father that's working two jobs and can't get off to go to a, a school conference? You know, can you step in and say, hey, I'll be there for your child for that particular day because they don't have the flexibility to do so and so I think sometimes we think that parents from certain communities or certain um, zip codes don't care and many the majority of the time they care deeply. They just don't have the opportunities to show up in the same way um, because of what they're trying to navigate on a day-to-day experience. So I think family is not only who you're connected to by blood, but also who you bring into your life and say, and, and family can be, um, you know, I, I mentioned three young people that I've met along the way in Charlotte and they're they're kind of extended family I check in with them met them randomly you know in a quote-unquote random way but now that I know their story now that I know their dreams I want to if there's something I can do or make a connection for them um, it's important to me that I do my parts
0: I think that's and I don't want to riff too much on this because we want to um, really get to the meat of your of your talk but Matt and I have spent a lot of time over the last year thinking about the different economies that are in Charlotte mm-hmm. and um, you know, clearly financial contributions, the financial economy is very important. Right. And, but, but what gets seems to get shortchanged is, is what you just described, which is social capital yes. that, you know, a lot of times it's it, in order to help this child that needs help or this family or this person, mm-hmm. I need to write a check, which mm-hmm. is barrier. Number one, I can't write a check. I don't have the ability to do that. So I can't help that person. Mm-hmm. Barrier. Number two is if I can write the check, Then it's completely impersonal. I did my part and I'm out. And um, I think we've got to get people more aware of the fact that being a mentor, a friend, even if it's, like you said, checking in a text (laughs) or being a facilitator, you know what, I will put you in touch with this person or I, I have a perspective i can lend you we've got to awaken to the the power and and the last thing uh, that i'll say on that is that we've been really talking about the fact that social capital doesn't work like financial capital in the sense that it isn't it is not uh, it's it's inexhaustible right so i can exactly. make I can't give you a hundred checks, but I can make a hundred introductions. You know, Absolutely. it's not a withdrawal from my account to help mm-hmm. you out or to mm-hmm. show you kindness or to send you a
3: text. It's a deposit, and it's a deposit into the potential of that person, and it's also reciprocal. Um, and I think sometimes we think that. Um, giving back or making an impact is me doing something for someone else. But if we're doing it in a real genuine way, there's things that we learn from the people we're walking alongside. So social capital I think is an untapped and what happens naturally many times, but I think we can be more intentional about ways that we can, Um, commit to building social capital for others. And I'm a natural connector. I love to say, oh, you need to meet so-and-so. And, And, you know, so that makes me happy. It's like, oh, I made this connection. And, you know, if I can do that for people, it's great.
2: This is definitely one of the sort of cosmic tumblers that Tim and I have been really looking at a lot lately, which is, and you mentioned the word reciprocity in your talk Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. And reciprocity is something that we're so curious about. We're Mm -hmm. so, we feel like it's part of the, um cracking the code here is really cultivating and nurturing a, a, a spirit of uh and just a, a culture of reciprocity in our city not in a, a tit for tat sort of a way but in truly in a i am i want to help you grow and succeed and achieve your dreams and and you also want that for me too and so we're you know we're in the process of developing a, a project called charlotte reciprocity circle which will be mm-hmm. a highly facilitated monthly event that is essentially we're facilitating those types of exchanges of social capital where Mm -hmm. where I have an opportunity to say to you I'm working on this project and this is a need that I have and then you and everyone else in the room has an opportunity to say oh I can help you with that I know this person or I have access to this resource or what what have you so I really lit up when I lit up a lot this morning but I lit up when you said reciprocity because I was like oh wow Mm -hmm. we are we're starting to sing out of the same hymn book, and that's really exciting, you know.
0: And I, I think one other thing that you said that, that was really impactful for me just now too is this notion that um, even if it's an exchange of social capital, you know, um, that I'm up here and I give down, and it doesn't it doesn't go both ways. Like if you're giving, you need to be open, you know, to not only what's going to come back, but to true connection. It's not an impersonal thing. Like oh, I'm just making this mm-hmm. thing. I'm helping Stephanie. Now, Stephanie and I are connected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, we get back to that responsibility, but often people feel like it's it's a one way transaction.
3: Absolutely. And I think it's about seeing shared humanity. And um, I was thinking about how oftentimes it is that kind of notion of charity. And I think that's not what lifts and sees people's dignity, um, even in these communities um, within the report where. Um, you know, it was where poverty is concentrated versus where wealth is. And it's easy to say, "Oh, that's just the crescent or a label." Um, but there, even with within every community, just like within every person, it's actually a community of opportunity and possibility and potential. And I see the crescent, um, if you use that word, which I don't like, but that's what the report right. um, used to, because it makes sense in terms of the visual. But I actually see the Crescent as the places where we're missing out. We're mm-hmm. missing out the potential of what's happening in that community. It's not the other way around mm-hmm. where um, they're, um, you know, not living up to whatever standard.
0: I, I think you're right. I mean, I th- and, and I know this wasn't the intention, but the, you know, wedge Crescent thing that's been discussed so much. Sometimes in I've heard it discussed in terms like, sounds like a science fiction movie. Like, you know, this is the this is the no man's land and this is the, this is the paradise, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's creating this notion that in the Crescent or in that area, it's bereft of, of, of everything, culture, happiness, that there's nothing to gain. And Charlotte's got to get, we've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable as Davita Galloway says, which is going and exploring the rich communities all over this town, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously you
2: and your your team uh, at Leading on Opportunity are involved in this big conversation day in and day out. And we're just curious, like, what does a day at Leading on Opportunity look like these days? You know, for example, where where are you going to go right after we record this podcast today?
3: So after today, I have a lunch meeting um, with a community funder who's been really curious about our work. And then this afternoon, I'm participating in a meeting with the Charlotte Resilience Project, which is a group of organizations that have come together to say, how can we make sure that we're building resilience across mm. Charlotte, mm. particularly for children? And so um, different stakeholders will be in the room um, looking at and discussing how do we address some of the ACEs work, the adverse childhood experiences. Um, any given day is usually meetings, but I I get energized when I'm in meetings that are really close to community. So the closer to community, um, like the other day, I was at the Greer High School, Um, attended a meeting in Greer Heights, or I just like being in neighborhoods and talking to um, individuals that really are the... um, you know, the focus of our work. And, um, and so our team, we're strategizing about what we want to do for 2019. We are launching a new website in January as well as what we're calling, calling Community Impact Alliances. So people who want to engage and be a part of these conversations around how do we build community and strengthen the systems of support um, can do that. Um, and our work, I have to tell people a lot, our work is not creating a program but we work with organizations and churches and businesses and city and government who are doing programs to see what's working, you know, where, where are we doing work well? And then where are the gaps and are there system decisions or policy decisions that need to be shifted? So for example, we um, advocated for the universal pre-K piece through Mm -hmm. the County. Um, We advocated for the affordable housing bonds. Sometimes we're not out front as the, lead organization but we are supporting and ensuring we get people there to testify at the county commission hearing or um and so lifting up those 21 strategies which is really broad and digging in and say who's doing what work um how can we better support and bring best practices to the community as well as i think i'm deeply committed to community engagement as far and close to grassroots that we can do. And it's a hard, it's a hard, um, it's a challenge because you have a city like Charlotte, this tale of two cities where you have incredible wealth and you have a huge corporate and kind of financial presence to the city. Um, And so in those uh, contexts, things get done a certain way, but you also have community and grassroots who are just as passionate and have other ideas about what, what can work. And so I see our role is as um, finding that common ground mm. and then getting community moving in, in that one direction. And I'm so amazed at all the work that's happened already by people who took the report and said, I can do this, this one thing. I just had someone come up to me today and say... I'm going to go back to work this morning and ask for a shift in a location where I've been assigned to do some work um, so that I can do it in a community that doesn't get access to the talents that I bring. Yeah. Um, And that was powerful.
2: Wow. Um, So it sounds like a big part of the strategy is to identify um, some of the amazing work that's already being done in Charlotte Mm -hmm. and pointing – that energy in the right Absolutely. direction. Absolutely,
3: I get to be a champion and a cheerleader for others, which yeah. I love.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I think you're, uh, you're in the right community too, for your, your matchmaking skills. Cause mm-hmm. one thing that Matt and I've seen just in the last three years is there is not a, a lack of people wanting to do things, mm-hmm. but, but oftentimes, um, Maybe, the, maybe the American independent spirit is too alive here, and so mm-hmm. they go off and they create a, a, an effort that's very similar to someone else's effort, mm-hmm. and it's a matter of going, well, let's a create awareness, and b can we all work together on this Absolutely. on this thing because there are a lot of fragmented efforts that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Together sort of ask about that lot. too, because
2: you you know you're part of what you're doing is identifying what's what's really working out there, right? Mm-hmm. Let's leverage the power of, of that. Mm-hmm. Part of it is where are the gaps. Mm-hmm. Is there also um, part of your um, organization's sort of job or or what have you to sort of identify? Well, where's where's there do, sort of overlap or, um, you know, what I'm saying like, is there a way to say, oh, you two organizations are doing so much work in this area. Mm-hmm it would make a lot of sense to sort of combine those efforts to, to the same end.
3: Yeah. I think there'll probably be a voice for us to weigh in on some of those opportunities as well. Um, And in my previous work in philanthropy, sometimes we did that. We actually sat with potential to potential nonprofits and talked about, okay, can you merge or are there, you know, Is there, and can that be a win-win Yeah, as best as possible for organizations? Those are harder conversations um, because people are having to give up a lot, um, usually on both sides. So I think at some point we could be um, at least a resource and say, hey, uh, perhaps you want to talk together and if they're, you know, um, to encourage that place, because there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of organizations and groups doing really good work. Yeah.
2: Well, we certainly over here at Charlotte's Creative, we're champions of um, collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's one of our chief tenets of mm-hmm. of, cl- of creativity in general. And so anywhere we can see uh, organizations and passionate citizens collaborating yeah. to the same goal is something that we are big fans of, obviously. Um, you're... Position sounds like one where no day is the same, right? Like, is that is that fair to say? I mean, every that day feels absolutely. different. Absolutely,
3: every day feels um, very different. I never always know exactly what might happen in, on any given day.
2: Well, that's kind of cool. I, I quite love that um, <laughs> lifestyle. When you're not working, which I assume is like yeah. barely ever, um, what sort of creative activity do you undertake to sort of you know reboot or yeah. re-energize?
3: So I love um. Walk- being outside. Yeah. I don't do it enough, but I love like when I really need to be centered yeah. or recentered. I um a, a, even a quick 20 minutes outside. I just love nature and it might be that I always say that's the Minnesota side of me. I grew up um in a, that small town and we had a lake in our backyard and it was just peaceful. So nature is just where I feel kind of grood, rounded and grood, grounded and rooted in, um, spiritually kind of connect in that way. So I like that. It's hard to get my 11 year old son to join me on some of those <laughs> walks. <laughs> so I'll just stay home and play on my video games. Right. So, yeah, yeah. um, but I do that. I like to read for fun. Um, I'm writing, um, I like to read. So I got michelle's book and uh, that's what i'm currently reading um becoming Mm -hmm. and um i need to do more writing I, i i used to do that a lot more too so and i actually you guys might know this So this is a funny story or a fun fact. I used to sing in a choir and like growing up in high school and I want to find a fun, like community choir. Maybe that's not connected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to audition and do all that. I have to do, you know, but I just love the power of voice and being a part. I, to me, like a choir is a collective. So maybe in 2019, there'll be something where, um, I can d- do a little bit
0: of that. I, You've come to the right place. I also, yeah. I, I, that just sounds like you want to perform at, at creative mornings. Oh, oh, yeah. Mama. oh,
3: that's been years. <laughs> let's do it. We so can put other right. people with you. Exactly. It'd, yeah. Let's do it. I'll take that as a yeah. challenge.
0: Um, so we could, uh, there's so much more that we could get into, um, but I want to be respectful of your time. Mm-hmm. So our traditionally, our last question, mm-hmm. and you can answer it however you wish. Uh, and before we get to that, I do want to say, as, as you are out in the community, um, if there are ways that Charlotte is Creative can support you and leading an opportunity or anybody that you're encountering, please let us know. Please share the word about the Hug Grant program. Oh, we, are, that's so amazing. we are very passionate about just giving people that a little bit of cash and, and the high five and the validation that we're behind them, you mm-hmm. know, and we want other people to know about it. Mm-hmm. But what, back to the final question, what advice do you have for your fellow Mm charlotteans
3: my advice for charlotte is we have to do things differently so just think of one thing we can do that's outside of kind of our norm um you know we get into patterns and routines and so go to a different part of the community and support a local business owner or go to a different restaurant uh, and then authentically who at your work or in your everyday space do you actually not know well and start there. Um, there's a saying, and as somebody, I can't remember who shared this um, with me, but, you know, whose feet are at your kitchen table at night? Like, who are you? Because I think whoever you invite into the sacred space of your home is who is probably the closest, you know, who you trust. And I think that can also be a reflection of sometimes how, how much more work we need to do just to build community and welcome other people in. Wow.
2: Well, I would imagine that our listeners um, should go to leadingonopportunity.org if they want more information on the work that you're doing at Leading on Opportunity. Um, I'm going to call an audible and cheat with an actual final, final question, which is, uh, is there one or two uh, ways, uh, things that you can mention now that are specific things that Um, folks who are listening, charlatans who care about this city can do to actually plug into the work you're doing at leading on opportunity. Maybe there are opportunities to -hmm. get on to the volunteer team or whatever. What are some, uh, some specific things they could do to activate um, the inspiration that you stirred up in them today.
3: Yes, absolutely. So I say, um, you know, go to our website, follow us so that you can hear some of the news that we're sharing on social media about other organizations that we're lifting up who is who is doing really good work. In January, when our new website launches, we'll have, you can sign up to be a part of actual volunteer kind of teams that are engaging and digging deep in the five strategy areas. And so there'll be a place for everyone to work Um, in March. We'll be celebrating two years since the reports released. So we're going to have a big community celebration where it's really about the we conversation is what's happened in Charlotte since um, the report was released in 2017 and to celebrate the different wins, small and large organizations, individuals who um, took that challenge that was made and did something. So yeah. we're really excited about that. Um, and as the year goes on, we will be establishing like metrics, a community dashboard for how will we know if we're being successful in these 21 different strategy areas? So there's a lot of work to do. um, And there'll be opportunities and conversations that we have out in community where we just encourage people to get involved and to um, connect with those organizations that are on the ground, doing, you know, tangible hands-on work with young people and um, just be a part of changing the narrative for Charlotte.
2: Well, count us in. Awesome. We are glad that you are here, helping to change tradition. Right, we're yes. changing uh, our course. We're, we're we're changing our course in Charlotte, and you're a big part of that. So, Thank we're you. we're glad you're a part of the Queen City family.
3: I know. Th- right? Me too. Yeah, and
2: welcome. the Charlotte's Creative family. You're. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're in now. I'm in.
3: You're, you're, I've, I've sat on the couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this guy that's sitting next to you, he's he's very quiet. But Andy Go. Andy. What? Andy's <laughs> a guy. Andy's a guy you should know. Yes. he's going to help you get stuff going awesome no awesome. pun intended awesome. <laughs> or pun very much intended definitely intended
2: happy holidays yeah. to you and yours thank you thank so you. much thank we'll you. see thank you in the new year Absolutely.
0: and uh, another one in the record books yeah happy holidays to you too my friend May <sighs> are Christmas you building alone <laughs> oh, you had to pull out the zoo <laughs> zoo's pedals. my yeah. lips bleeding uh, we, burnt. These, those are the two worst Jimmy Stewart impressions yeah pretty much pretty time. much that's of our again our gift to the community that's, I had to say his name because no one I was like what is that <laughs> What cartoon character are they doing? No, that's that's Jimmy's story. Uh, yes, yes. Cinematic. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're <laughs> we are closing out another one with us. All right, brother. See you next All month. Right. It's go time
1: Thanks again to Dr. Stephanie Cooper luder for speaking with us, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Charlotte is Creative Podcast. Let us know what you think by tweeting us at CLTisCreative and using the CharlotteisCreative hashtag. Register for the next Creative Morning Charlotte event, Friday, January 4th at 8.30 a.m. The featured speaker will be Stacy Smith of Tattoo Me Stacy fame, speaking about the global theme of Surreal. RSVPs will open at 9 a.m. Monday, December 31st. For more from Charlotte is Creative, check out CharlotteisCreative.com. Dot com. The Charlotte is Creative Podcast is hosted by Tim Miner and Matt Olin and produced by Andy go Music by Harvey Cummings.